Breath meditation is not complete until we talk about the possibilities of supernormal uh, states which accompany this. Success in breath meditation enters into the eighth factor of the path, and that path factor is supernormal. I'm trying to use English words rather than the Pali words as much as possible, but this type of uh, meditation is not simply mindfulness meditation. Mindfulness meditation is the bridge from correct effort or the perfection of effort and the sign of success of correct effort and the technique of mindfulness is that it arrives at the eighth factor. And the eighth factor is sama samadhi. I have in previous talks talked about trying to define this word samadhi and avoiding the normal English uh, definition of concentration. Now, what we need is closer to serenity or rapturous uh, serenity um, and clarity of mind. So if mindfulness is successful, it arrives on the doorstep of the eighth factor. And this is not something that technically you sweep through your mind and assess. This is known um, directly by the emotional uh, impact of the condition. If it's not clear to you and profound to you that you have entered into a very beautiful experience, then your idea of samadhi, of jhana, is not adequate. There's a long tradition, and this is probably for intermediate to advanced meditators. You will have come across the Pali word nimitta, variously translated as sign or even image. It is a very easy way to go wrong, to misunderstand what this nimitta is. This is supposed to be a mark which defines the success of samadhi, of the attempt to attain jhana. If this sign is given too much importance, and especially if it's misdirecting you, then it can cause a whole lifetime of frustration. So I've spent quite a bit of time uh, exploring what the definition of this nimitta is and its importance. I would say, if you, for a simple, straightforward answer, stay with the primary, the five jhana factors of the first jhana as a definition of jhana. They are the sign of jhana. What are they? Applied and sustained attention, sometimes translated as thinking, but it's better in the case of breath meditation, you're not thinking. So it's applied and sustained attention to the object of breath, accompanied by the emotion of joy, of gladness, uh, verging on rapture, and the body is also free of pain and may experience uh, pleasure sweeping through it. The last factor is this 
uh, singleness, wholeheartedness, complete engagement. Variously translated also as one-pointedness, which is a, not a good translation. It makes you just furrow your brow in, in uh, wrong type of strained effort. When none of the jhana is involving strained effort, if there's any strain, then you have not achieved this state. So the misdirection is in using a, another wor, uh, idea about this nimitta of light appearing. As your eyes are closed and you're endeavoring to do the breath meditation and your mind is calming that somehow a light starts to appear and it's described in various quite obscure ways. I would say that you can safely ignore lights that appear. Breath meditation is not a visual meditation. There's no element of sight to it. And so it is completely and exclusively of the experience of touch and specifically the touch of air. And all of that, imp all that, that implies, the air is cool and light and one is taking on this coolness and lightness psychologically and bodily. There is no element of which is a, of any importance in the visual spectrum. So it's very easy to spend years hoping or wishing or trying to create some sort of light image while you're doing breath meditation. Light images do arise. It's a very common psychological experience in heightened experiences, uh, intense experiences, uh, sort of a, an excessive glow or light in the, in the sort of psychological dimension of vision. But it's not important or the characteristic. It's very clear. One reason we know this is that the Buddha failed to mention it in his instructions for breath meditation. But he does... Uh, clearly mention the first five jhana factors. These are unmistakable. They're unmistakable only, though, if you do know what joy is. And some people, it's been a long time since they were joyful. And so sometimes they actually have to ask themselves, am I having fun yet? <laughs> am I enjoying myself? Is this what joy is? Really, if you have to ask, it's not good enough. You could do much better. Ask for more. Gladden the mind, deepen the joy. And this is an active thing. Suggest it to yourself. Um, enter into it. Fake it till you make it. This is part of it. What we're trying to do is induce this. So it's just a little... Um, Avoidance of the mistake, which can take you on a, a false path for years, looking for lights when you should be looking for joy. 